one piece at a time. I was gonna write you a pretty little poem, but I work my dirty brittle fingers to the bone make payments on a home that I will never own. Should there's better things in life, but I will never know. There's more going on than the TV will show, but they keep you too busy to believe what you know. So evil will grow, you won't reap what you sow. You'll order those control loops, sheeted and soul. See, this is what I'm thinking, falling asleep as the sun slowly rises. When my crusty eyelids crack open, I won't give a fuck what the Time. I'll be back on some bullshit hustle. Back on some meaningless grind. Paid shit slaving for the matrix. Struggling to make it with my nine to five. What is life? Um, I'll tell you what life seems to be to me. All right. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the Black Flake Podcast. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm all right. I'm a little tired, but I feel good. <laughs> I'm very tired. Uh, so we brought on a wine connoisseur, a blueberry wine connoisseur, and uh, we we're going to talk a little bit about blueberry wine to begin with. Yep. So first of all, we're sponsored by Will Bell, obviously. So we're going to go over the different kinds of blueberry wine. Okay. <laughs> he's got he's got Chardonnay. Um, did you try the Chardonnay? Chardonnay, yeah. I also tried the Champagne. <laughs> the blueberry Champagne. My favorite was the the Malbec. I also liked the raspberry liqueur. Oh, yeah, that was good. And the coffee-flavored blueberry wine. Yep, that was a good one, too. All right, well, we better bring Will, Will Bell on to, to tell us a little bit more about it. And uh, Will Bell is actually a the great-great-grandson of Alexander Graham Bell. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Little-known fact about me, man. Thank you. <laughs> Graham Bell was actually most famous for uh, creating the Graham Cracker. Really? Yep, yeah. that's another, another little-known fact about my family. You yeah. guys did your research. And Will Bell is also uh, really good at getting rid of grams into his nose. So, <laughs> hey, comedy, comedy, everybody. <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> so, is the uh, the black backwards caps like um, a thing, like on purpose, or do y'all just... no Sam? Like, is I feel that like Sam, part of the <laughs> okay? So, Sam, flip your head around, Chris. So, the reason is because I'm an actual gangster. No, it's okay. So, so, so these were actually Minnesota hats. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam got his uh, Sam got his to look like nice and approachable because we do door to door sales. I'm just a normal guy from Minnesota. Just a Minnesota guy. My hat says Minnesota. No. And then he put it on backwards and like it defeats the whole purpose of it's on backwards. He looks like a wigger. <laughs> I like it. I thought that was like kind of like part of the podcast stick. Yeah. Well, then mine is like a, it is now. Mine is a a seven dollar or nine dollar hat from Walgreens. You can tell we're from the Midwest when we tell you how much our clothes cost Minnesota they're like nice shirt and we're like yeah I uh, I got this at Costco <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom bought me these pants let me think uh, I got this half from Walgreens for nine dollars this shirt was actually my wife's son's so my stepson this was his shirt before he grew out of it he's bigger than me <laughs> so he gives me his clothes when he gets too big nice yeah so are there different kinds of blueberry wines i mean we just made that up but um curious yeah yeah we got different types we're actually one of the few like 
blueberry, just straight up blueberry wineries that are actually make different varieties of blueberry wine. But wow. um, so, I mean, it's unless there's someone else out there that's making variety specific blueberries, we're kind of the only one, you know, like I'm sure like you, you, we y'all were listing off like the name, but like Chardonnay and Malbec and all that, like them are types of grapes that make a type of wine. So we, we being a blueberry farmer, we kind of got like an overabundance of different varieties of blueberries. So like what I'm drinking right now is made from a Brightwell blueberry. They're all rabbit eye blueberries, but the sub varieties that. So, you know, we're, yeah, we, we get to play around with that and we're making, we're kind of like making it up as we go along, but making the rules. Yeah. What does rabbit eye mean? Say what? What was the? What, can you hear me clearly? Yeah, ma'am. That's gonna be the shtick. The whole episode <laughs> is. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah. What is the? Uh, what is the rap? Did you say rabbit eye? Yeah, rabbit eye. So that's like the the variety of all the blueberries that we grow here. They're like the native variety for Southeast Georgia. I think they were kind of like named for something like when you shine the light on them at night, it looks like rabbit, rabbit eyes, kind of like, okay. you know, little pink rabbit eyes, but that, that's where the name came from. And it, it was just too good of a name not to use when we were trying to think of a, you know, a, a winery name. Well, like anybody who doesn't know that it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I wouldn't have thought that's a type of blueberry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, <clears throat> we're, but we're pretty proud of it. And like I said, we get to kind of like make our own rules because we're really kind of a niche here. There's not a lot of blueberry wineries. There's some wineries that'll like make a blueberry wine. But so, yeah, we want to be the big dogs in the blueberry wine game. Do they make pure blueberry wines or are they blended ever? Um, all of ours are pure blueberry wine. Most blueberry wine you're going to find is like a blended, like somebody has like bulk grape wine that they're just flavoring with blueberry wine they made, or even just like blueberry flavoring, which is, you know, the real cheap stuff will be that. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys go over, uh, that was my wife checking to see, are you guys live yet? Are you going on at 10? <laughs> I thought it was my daughter because she tapped like tap, tap, tap. I was like, oh, that's Willow for sure. Um, but no, so did you guys talk about what, how is wine even made? You just basically, like anything that you're fermenting, you just you take your fruit product, add sugar if you need more sugar, and yeasts and stuff like that. And just, I mean, there's thousands of ways to do it because it's a practice, it's a art that's been done for thousands of years through humanity but you're basically controlling the way f fruit rots and uh you know filtering it out and making delicious mine it, it's basically like you know the yeast activates it eats the sugars and stuff there and that it's it it basically like eats sugar and turns it into alcohol and you just kind of control that process oh nice i didn't know anything about how any of alcohol is made 
Are you serious? No, I just drink. I just used to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like I know more about anyway. alcohol than an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's fair. Yeah, essentially, God, like we can never turn off a case. <laughs> Y'all go. We're talking over each other. Y'all first. Oh, uh, can we get ten percent off a case? Yeah. Yeah, 10% off a case. Everybody does, especially y'all do from Minnesota. Everybody does. You I just, can see it on the sign behind you. You just tell everybody 10% off a case so they yeah. always feel like you're getting a deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, we got one lady that came by today, and she's like our best customer. She's been here, like, coming to us for several years, and she comes in by six cases of wine at a time. Which is like a thousand dollars in wine, yeah, yeah, and we give her a fifteen percent discount just because she's, she, yeah, yeah, the well, best. I don't want to ruin your business model, but she might have a problem. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> she might need help. Help me, man. You're gonna lose a customer. Though. You're gonna lose a customer. Though. There's some meetings that she can go to that can help. No, <laughs> Can you drink it while you're pregnant? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we vegetarians? Come on, guys. That's your, uh, that's your that's your promotional like commercial slogan thing. You're like rabbit eye wine, the only wine you can drink when you're pregnant. <laughs> you know, we did try to like on our labels when we were making it at first. We were trying to like talk about. You ever heard of like how blueberries have antioxidant properties? Yeah, yeah. I heard that. So we were trying to like convey that with our wine. And there's been like university studies where blueberries maintain their antioxidants throughout the fermentation process. So oh, like wow. if you're consuming this, you're still consuming something healthy along with your wine. But the government will not let you say anything that would even hint towards an alcohol, an alcoholic product being healthy. So yeah, there's really? um, there's fit there's fit wine that does that. Fit wine, I yeah, bet I bet it's worded on the packaging very, like they got some lawyers going over. Probably there's a bigger company, but I know like um, there's some podcasts that that they they're like the sponsors of or whatever, and <clears throat> like I don't know if you know who Bert Kreischer is. Yeah, but the bear. Yeah, or the machine. The machine. He's also <laughs> he's also a bear. <laughs> in that like a gay community barrier yeah. <laughs> but no he's uh he talks about like he's like oh yeah i get on the treadmill and i run like a i like run like a half marathon and i drink two bottles of fit wine <laughs> it's like that's not what, that's not what to do. it doesn't mean that you can do that but oh, yeah. you should call it fit wine because it'll fit it all in your stomach yeah that's exactly it that's right fit wine yeah, I'm guessing that's just like a low calorie thing or something. You can you can claim that for sure, but if you're saying like healthy antioxidants. Well, I wonder too, because I've been told that like wine, the reason you have worse hangovers with wine is because there's some kind of ethanol or something in it. Is that is that what what is that? Is that like a when they not ethanol food? but sulfates. Sulfates so it's like a product like a some people put sulfates into their wine to like um, stop the fermentation process. Most wines have that unless it's like very, I guess it's like organic, all that kind of like 
the labeling they'll let you know if they're not putting sulfites in their wine like that's real hardcore like making wine super sciencey yeah because i was going to say like i've heard that that's why there's something about it that's negative that gives you a worse hangover and um and i was just curious like what you knew about that is that something that you kind of have to do to preserve it this is Uh, such an alcoholic question (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's basic like i said you could get real like you could become a very good winemaker i'm i'm still like I'm a winemaker, but I'm not some master winemaker. We're out here. I'm a blueberry farmer first. So my father's more like the winemaker, and me and him and my brother kind of like are learning to be better winemakers. But what what we have to do, and the entire industry does, is like once your the alcohol consumes all the sugar that that you've put into your product you're going to want to put like a potassium sorbate or some, some sort of other compound that the sulfate fights like are created, I think in the process, it's sciencey talk that I'm going to get wrong because I'm already drinking and it's 10 o'clock over here. Well, that's <laughs> the science is seven, so it's <laughs> But <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, basically. If you get the wrong, you can change your mind later. It's not, you'll never yeah, be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Follow the science. You got to talk to Fauci about it later. And you, you can just uh, ask for amnesty. It's it's not a big deal. <laughs> but no, I was just curious about that. And then, so when you got the wine thing, was that like something that came as a byproduct of being a blueberry farmer, or was that is that the intention of it? Do you get what I'm no, asking? No. no, I'm like third generation blueberry farmer. Been here mm-hmm. on this farm my whole life, and um, we really just started the winery about ten years ago. I've been trying to grow that as a side business because it's honestly like the industry of farming is is just really drying up for small family farms and stuff there's still avenues to get there but we were we we were kind of big but we're we've like become small in the new like era of farming so we're just trying to find ways to kind of phase out to where we can still like maintain some sort of like cash flow businesses while we figure out a different way to like sell our crop instead. We, we take all of our fruit and we like have a packaging facility here on our farm that we package and freeze our fruit. And then we ship it off to freezers and sell it independently as bell farms, blueberries It's just kind of like how we've always kind of stayed independent, but it's just, the world we're living in now is like we're gonna have to like start sending our bulk of our fruit to a different package and, and pack and shed and then they kind of handle it on a bigger scale because it's just so really they would, they would just basically package it then and sell it as their own brand yeah and yeah for would, sure for sure and then they would and that's what it's mainly done like a bunch of small farms like come together and then they all work off of a pack and shed we've just been here for a while and and like we have that was the same for me my family like grew up on a family farm they raised hogs start to finish which is mm-hmm. pretty rare yeah yeah for what sure does that mean, finish? means they were born on our farm and they left to be butchered from their farm like usually you know you'll just have sows of piglets on one farm and that's all they do and then one farm just grows them from piglets to you know, finishing and you know 
another farm just as breeding. I, or, I didn't realize that. See, I don't know anything know. about this kind of stuff. Do y'all still have a farm? Uh, my dad retired. We still have it. He's renting out the land, and I don't think he has any hogs anymore. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. So it's pretty much. I want to know a line for it. I would say I want to make a joke, but I don't know how sensitive you are, so I just didn't say it. Just take it. <laughs> no, I'm curious. He's like, okay, sorry, I argue. Well, he's still married to your mom. What'd you say? I said, well, he's still married to your mom. <laughs> Animals or what? Like a hawk? Never. Mind. Okay, I get it. Remember, right remember we talked about before, before the podcast? Yeah. To, I'm sorry. I'm offended. Oh, uh, comedy. We have to ex- <laughs> we have to explain the jokes so that they can. Oh yeah, we have to explain the jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no jokes going unexplained here, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize that because like my family were farmers up in northern South Dakota. But every generation moved further south until my mom, like I was born in the city. So I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about it. like my mom got a little bit of a taste of the farm when she was a kid, and that was it. It's like by the time it got to me, like there was no more farming being done with the family. Yeah, family farms are pretty much uh, done. That's kind of crazy. So do you feel like with what's going on, you're talking about give what is it about the industry that makes it like where you guys are kind of trying to find different ways to keep afloat. Well, there's like, there's little things that are like regionally specific, but like kind of like the overall large view of just huge corporate farms kind of like coming in and not just corporate farms, but like co-ops of other farms kind of coming together and just building bigger entities to deal with like how, fruit i mean like like fruit if you don't freeze it or turn it into a product you are begging people to buy it in the grocery store because it goes bad in a week so i mean it's like we have the whole there's no real great ways to like get all your fruit and vegetables locally throughout the year you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so you just kind of like there is a global market that you deal with and stuff and we just can't, we couldn't, we just can't stay independent as just me and my folks and my little brother running this whole operation and growing to compete with that. So what we'll probably do is the game plan is to like try to do the wine and maybe a few other things and then transition our packaging shed into a bigger winery and then sell our product to them just to kind of like take the workload off. But, Kind of just transition. That's a big plan. It could take, you know, years to get into that before we like really know that the, cause we still make money, you know, like doing all the work ourselves. We'll just kind of like have to figure out when the perfect time to step away from that whole aspect of it is. And do you have like, <clears throat> do you have a lot of hands? Do you have like uh, people that work for you? So like I normally got like two guys that work for me throughout the year, but, I like bring in, you know, a few people to do planting, like a few more people do nursery work. But then like in our harvest season, I'll run like a crew of Mexicans. No, honestly, the Republicans. (laughs) That's why I'm so much of an open borders type. Like I'm, I'm the guy to argue with all the knuckleheads. Yeah. 
Because Sam, they, they, they I'm ran such an open borders guy. And like, yeah, you dude. know, like anytime on Twitter or anything like that, you know, there'll be this crowd that's not for, you know, open borders. And then like my, the open borders crowd comes in, but they're all like the loser brigade. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Like, how did I get the wrong side of this? I don't know. No, I swear uh, I have the arguments. I don't. Sam's always like, I want to pile on. I want to pile on, but it's like, but I'm agreeing with people I hate. So I just, I just don't <laughs> say anything. Next time you see it, like, let me know and we'll team up on them. Because <laughs> it's really, it's one of them things with like the Mises crowd that I'm like, I really don't like seeing it because it's when you take the argument. Y'all want to get into open border? I mean, like the border. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, like, when you take the argument, we're, we're libertarians. We have to talk. About right. Yeah, <laughs> we three hours discussing this. <laughs> we're awkwardly like, "Tell me about yourself." Um, yeah, there's like, oh, libertarian theory. <laughs> let's dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm the still let's just the discussion this. of open border. I just want to preface this really quick: is that yeah. so? I was kind of not knowing how I felt. I've never had a, a solid opinion on borders. And then I've heard, I came into libertarianism through the Mises people, through Dave Smith. So I've kind of just adopted like their way of thinking about it. And so, but talking to Sam, but I've never been a person to argue for that way of thinking because I don't know. So I still kind of feel like their perspective, and you guys are familiar with what it is, makes sense but i'm i'm here tonight ready to have my mind changed so let's so so now that i've interrupted you <laughs> hit me with it what do you got will all right they're all retarded <laughs> <laughs> it's not libertarian to like want more border security in today's america that's what we're talking about when we're talking about border policy and what we want right. there is not a open borders democrat like really, like can we be truthful? Like being yeah, like legitimately the the straw man that right wing people or whatever, just conservative people. I hate the terms right wing and left wing, but conservative people like to make the straw man is that oh, we just don't want a border, we're just gonna let whoever just waltz on in here and no questions asked, and that would be probably where I would think most anarchists would end up in their Ancapistan type, you know, like, yeah, of course, no national borders because there's no welfare and we already handled all that, that shit. But like it, like with Dave's endorsement of that dude in Arizona, what was his name? Um, Blake Masters. Yeah, Blake Masters. That dude wanted to triple ICE's budget, like for the board. Yeah, that's that's so, fucking crazy for a libertarian I mean, to be supporting tripling the border control at the Mexican border or whatever. Like, it's, can we uh, sidebar real quick about this? Like, yeah. I don't like that Dave Smith is endorsing Republicans. I don't like it either. And it, it bothers me too because anybody who's not Mises thinks that anything he says is indicative of the Mises caucus. And I know, like at least in Minnesota, a lot of like the leader, uh, the leadership in like Mises caucus in Minnesota, is not 
pumped about it. Like people are like, eh, they're making a bigger deal about it than it is. But I'm kind of like, I don't know. This is one of the loser brigade things. Like everybody's ganging up on them being like, don't do that. That's not libertarian. It's like, I want to kind of agree with them. <laughs> I want to be like, yeah, what are we doing? That's not the thing. But then I'm and, like, and it didn't even matter. It didn't matter for him to like even do that. It just didn't do anything. And Mark Kelly still won. So we lost that little bargaining chip, like the strategy of it, of like, well, if Rand Paul is running against somebody and we could spoil the race, we'd talk to Rand Paul and Rand Paul would prop. Obviously, why are we even running against him? He's a positive for Liberty being in there. But you got Rand Paul, you got Thomas Massey and nobody else. The rest of them suck. Anybody (laughs) telling you that any of them are good on anything for Liberty other than this, where the overlap in their ideologies like <laughs> <laughs> Ted Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz is like the epitome of I'm all libertarian, but then he just doesn't do anything libertarian at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean sure. he doesn't call himself a libertarian, but he's he'll make a but big libertarians choice. call him a libertarian for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why they I've I've seen it said and I've seen it yeah. like he is libertarian adjacent, I guess you could say. Just because he stands by Rand Paul every once in a while. He literally just stands by him. The picture is taken together. He but, saves, uh, he saves <laughs> Rand Paul a seat so he can feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take your seat over here. But one thing, like, you know, like I did talk to Dave Smith a little bit about it because he was on a meeting. Oh, what? Yeah. If you if you go to those meetings, you can talk to Dave. What meeting? <laughs> Mises meeting. Oh, I I went to like every Mises meeting for like six months. <laughs> Never saw anybody cool. I'm just kidding. It was pretty fun to like grill. Them. I was just like, hey, Dave. That's cool. <laughs> What's on those? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he was kind of in the hot seat for his endorsement. Like a lot of people gave him, you know, really hard pushback about it. But um, one thing, like. I asked him, like, what did it cost you to do that? Because, I mean, I assume if you endorse someone who is not a libertarian, you're you're saying, well, it's you're taking away something from libertarianism and you're giving it to a Republican. Like, it, there's a cost to that. Um, you're, you're taking it away from sort of the Libertarian Party movement. The whole point to me of the Libertarian Party is it's a home for a movement, right? Right, because otherwise we just all run as independents. So there needs to be like a central hub for like people who love liberty. Like this is your party, or we just run as Republicans and try to get Republicans to back us. Why do we have our own separate party? There's a reason, right? Because it says the name Libertarian <laughs> in the party. That's why. But yeah, so like when he endorsed a Republican, it's kind of taken away from that because it's a different party. Exactly. Driving me crazy. (laughs) You know, like I you can understand him making the exception if it's a libertarian running as a Republican. Like you just you have to make that sacrifice. If it's Ron Paul running as a Republican, or yeah, running as a Republican, you're gonna endorse him even if he's not in the party. Right. I agree. It's it's worth it because he's gonna do a lot for liberty. Agreed. But uh Dave Smith's point was not only is Blake Masters gonna was supposed to help with liberty. He thought he was a secret Mises guy and he was endorsed by Ron Paul. He wrote for the Mises Institute. Um, like, 
there's probably some maybe good things there. But he really liked that uh, Blake Masters gave an ear to libertarians and like had Mark Victor went on Mark Victor's podcast. He went on Dave Smith's podcast. He was like trying to reach libertarians. And so in a way, you know, I mean, you consider that we would have lost this race anyway. We got our voice out more than we normally would have. But so in he, a way, it did help the movement. Did maybe did he? Here's my question, and this is a question, right? Did we just did he just pimp us for our vote? Oh, hundred percent. Do you get what I'm saying? Like pretend, <laughs> pretend, like have our guys on his podcast and pretend to be cool with us and everything, just so that the libertarian voted for him. Well, this is the thing too. Like people want concessions from. They're like, well. If you want the libertarians to, to back you as a Republican or a Democrat, like we need to sit down with you and have you make, you know, like concessions. Like I'm going to do X. Mm. And it's like a lot of people think that's like a great strategy. It's like in on what planet do you trust a politician yeah. to follow <laughs> yeah. through with what yeah. they say they're going to do? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like never. No, no, I don't know really what the best strategy here is besides like, literally play spoiler until they just go, okay, fine. We're going to, whether it comes from right wing or left wing, we're going to start becoming more libertarian to take away from this, these weird autistic nerds that keep getting 2%, 2%. Mark Kelly dropped out or not Mark Kelly, uh, Mark Victor. dropped out. I thought you said endorsed uh, the guy and he got 2%. Um, Chase here in my state ran a great campaign, uh, kind of like no, the, the talking points of the old libertarian party that, that kind of like rubbed some of our people the wrong way, but still yeah. ran, ran his ass off on the campaign. 2%. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Kaufman. Ran and Hazel, completely- last- <laughs> Jane Hazel, the last race. Who he ran in uh, Chase Oliver's spot last yeah. time, two percent. Yeah. So it's 2%. like they ran totally different campaigns as libertarians. Yeah, which is two percent. Which goes which is, to my theory: like, is it just the 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 protest vote? Like, are they are we libertarians just getting the protest vote, and it doesn't matter what they run on? Well, that go. I have a buddy from Texas who's a Republican who's slowly turning into a libertarian, and it's only because of me. And I'm not trying to convert him. I, we just talk politics. And I've known him for a couple of years and he was like, sent me a text the other day and was like, Hey, I just wanted you to know I voted libertarian for the first time in my life, you know, in Texas. So I was like, Oh, cool, man. That's awesome. Because and he's only doing it because like he realizes that we're principled. We don't compromise. But anyways, um, uh, I was going to say with the Florida thing, you're kind of on the, and I, anyways, I said, I did say that to him too. I was like, he was like, do you, don't you think you guys are ruining votes? Like we're, Republicans are losing. And I was like, Hopefully. that's assuming that the libertarian vote would split Republican. And it's also assuming that they're all libertarians voting. And it's not. It's a lot of protest votes. It's a lot of people who think that aren't libertarians at all. Like, I know a lot of people in South Dakota who were like, we're not voting for Trump, but we're definitely not voting for Hillary. So they just voted for I'm having a brain fart right now. A libertarian? Yeah. Who is Green the guy? Party? No, who is the libertarian guy? Oh, I having a no brain fart. I we talk about it all the time. In South Dakota. Gary Johnson. Oh. So a bunch of people voted Gary. I know a lot of people voted Gary Johnson just because of they're like, fuck Trump, fuck Hillary. 
You know what I mean? But anyway, so I think there's something you to your point. Hillary? No. <laughs> Should we play Mary? <laughs> Should we play Mary fuck kill Gary Johnson? Trump. <laughs> Gary Johnson, Hillary, and Trump. <laughs> no, but Will, you were on the ground floor in, in Florida. Kill Trump. Okay. Fuck Clinton, marry Gary Johnson. Easy. I don't know, man. It's I feel like Gary Johnson would really give a good blowjob. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, you marry you marry Gary and y'all ride off into the sunset and like climb mountains right. and smoke weed. Um, you fuck <laughs> Hillary, so you're not gay. Duh. <laughs> and then I don't know. Hillary's pretty just, much a dude. <laughs> well, y'all know Shane Gillis. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, you know his bit about like how Trump would be the funniest president to be assassinated. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. Okay, it's great. It's a great bit. <laughs> I'll mur- I'm not gonna try it because it'll just come off awkward. And- okay, good. <laughs> but you should tell the joke and then explain it. Yeah, explain the joke. Okay, so the joke <laughs> comes from like the angst that the right wing has. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think if you have sex with Hillary Clinton, there's a good argument that you might be gay. <laughs> she smells it's like brimstone good. and sulfur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've told her and Obama just stink. Her and Obama both smell like sulfur. Have you seen that, Alex Jones? <laughs> Hillary and Obama both smell like sulfur. <laughs> All right, let's go talk back to talking about the border. Gotcha. Okay, uh, hit, hit it. All right. So first of all, um, Mexicans don't hold our, well, how would I just grill you with questions? Hit me. So other, we have a certain culture in America that loves freedom. And what happens when we bring um, in all these commies and uh, socialists? Yeah. That culture. Literally why the Democrats want open borders is so more people will vote for Democrats. Yeah. Uh, If you're looking at it from the right, I'm, yeah, the right wing perspective of, yes, all these Catholic people having babies, you know, 10 at the time and working good, hard blue collar jobs and listening to country music. They're ruining Super the culture of America that, from a, cons- con- a, a conservative perspective. I don't They're also it. homophobic. Like I've met a lot of working class Mexicans and they're like not cool with gay jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't like that shit. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, like culture fucking dies, man. That's all it does. It's like it always like goes away or changes and evolves. And that's just that's the conservative thing is like they always want to. I want it to be like it was when I was having fun and I'm not having fun anymore because of you liberals. (laughs) Well, I always think of too. like, have you looked around at like all our culture, yeah. like what exactly are you protecting? I mean, forget that it's really culturally diverse, like, but just like in general, like what's so great about our culture? Like we love freedom. I don't think we do. Mm. Like, I think we've gone a long ways from loving freedom. I think uh, we could, we're heading completely in the opposite direction. In the lore you know, of America, there is that, there is that like in our lore that, love of freedom like that our Mm. core values or whatever as a country Mm. but it's like the mexicans are not what's ruining it that it's the state and the media and the universities and all this shit that not necessarily is just right wing i mean left wing it's 
and that's also why like a lot of people come here is because they like freedom yeah like right. you who likes freedom more like the the person who left from a communist country and came here the per, the mexican who came from just corrupt the mafia cartel. mafia cartel country and came here like what you know what what exactly country would someone come from and not appreciate having more freedom more than a native would mm. like their culture their their values are going to be way better i suppose but yeah. you're stealing all our welfare bill <laughs> i mean i just read your name for whatever reason yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> i was just like l is there only one l and will but will in in my name yeah only one l it's like something that. folks kind of like wanted to do because my grandma liked like some tv cowboy named will something huh. you give me strong cowboy vibes just saying is that southern <laughs> back mountain or no yeah. john wayne it's john wayne <laughs> but yeah like you know the fuck the culture argument is a losing argument the welfare argument for some reason that's the one thing libertarians want to be like we cannot do x until we do y like at all there's no like we you could make that argument on everything the government does like we can't i mean i don't know like we can't stop if you're a kid, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I'm just saying, like, we can't stop bombing Afghanistan until we, like, change some kind of fucking economic route to make it not matter or some kind of bullshit like they want to do. Like, all these things, anything when you remove some sort of fucking government program or anything, there's going to be negative consequences, but we got to, like, look at what we're really doing here. Is and I'm all for, yeah, just make it where non citizens don't get welfare. Like, make that the argument. I'm pretty sure we'd win that argument. Like, even <laughs> even liberals would be like, yeah, okay, fine. Only only Americans get welfare or whatever. I don't know if the liberals would go along with not giving anyone welfare, but I think so. I mean, I think we'd have a better time making that argument than we do yeah. of increasing border control, at, at which. You know, the Democratic Party don't mind doing that, too, because, you know, they kind of got, you know, union interests and stuff like that that don't really like immigrant labor either. Um, right. It's they took it's, it's hard to me to say, like we have to restrict someone's rights because the government's going to give them money. Like if you had a kid and you knew it was going to cost the government three thousand dollars, like would it make sense to just be like, no, you, you can't have that kid. It's like. What what does that have to do with anything? They're (laughs) completely separate subjects in a way. Like, I understand that if you have a kid, you're going to spend the $3,000 of taxpayer money. But, like, you can't just say because you're getting $3,000 when you have a kid, you can't have a kid. Like, it's your right to have a kid. Right. And it's it's a person's right to be able to cross in a line Uh as long as it's consensual. Right. You know? And they try to form this sort of collective, like, well, we're all Americans, we all pay taxes, so we're all kind of one unity thing. So it doesn't make sense for someone to come across the border without our permission, and it's super unpopular, so therefore they don't have the permission. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no. Well, like, let's even like, let's give them that benefit of the doubt of that argument. Like, I don't like that shit because it's commie, commie talking points. 
but but just like yeah okay we pay taxes we're all americans this is our country um yeah fine let's get it down to okay they just can't walk across the border let's fucking go okay show me your id give me a fingerprint here's your tax code number while you're here in america pay your taxes see you see around or not we won't see around you know like have a good life or see you in a, whenever you want to come back it shouldn't be that hard and i think you know here in 2022 you know where we're living in the fucking future we should have like flying cars and shit we shouldn't be like really worried about the like people coming across like canada and mexico and america we should be like like our parents used to be able to like go to mexico for vacation and the government by us making drugs illegal and creating a fucking crazy border infrastructure down there in mexico by making guns illegal and you know the cartels from our fucking um black market have grown from them and it's just become a chaotic situation that really like you can look at the easiest shit to do is just okay just back away and allow shit to just calm down and not increase this just you know we're creating a war zone down there and draining our resources to do so and these republicans that everybody wants to support for liberty are like yeah okay let's we won't spend the money in ukraine specifically and that's great because that shit could cause nuclear war but then they don't want to save the money at all they just want to either spend it down there or in taiwan or some bullshit. i don't know taiwan Oh yeah, bro. Republicans are. <laughs> we're on Taiwan now. The Taiwan border is, uh, you know, it's coming up. That'll be the new thing when. Uh, yeah, for DeSantis, sure. Ron DeSantis we'll have, is. We'll our, have Amos on and talk about that. <laughs> yeah, every Republican's uh, America first, and also Israel, but also we need to fight China. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that's usually what I do is I when I talk about the borders because I don't have a specific because I never really had like a solid like galvanizing opinion on it. Like a lot of things with the libertarian stuff I do because, you know, like war, anti-war stuff. And there's certain things that I was already like fully on board with my whole life before I even heard about what a libertarian was. So, and I'm very convicted on those issues. And what's your, what's your passion? What's your big one? Like war, I'm down with you there. Is there any others that you're just like, this is wild. You really love legalizing gay marriage. No, it's important. We can talk about that later. No, no, it's not. I'm not a big fan of legalizing gay marriage. I think that we should have just abolished the marriage license. See, I've uh, gotten in that debate for, that's another like silly, like if we're going to have government sanctioned marriage though, you have to have gay marriage like i agree i agree it's better yeah it's better and it's better not have to like ask the state to marry somebody but right you know it's like the legal world we're living in it's kind of like a legal framework one of the last things i think we'll probably dismantle if we ever are dismantling the state well and i think too that like i think too that Um, sorry, I'm distracted. I think too that uh, that what I like about the gay marriage thing is when I I like saying that so that people 
get all their ears all perk up and they're like, what? You don't think that gay marriage should be legal? Like even Republicans now are like, come on, dude. It's 2022. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I like saying it just so people's ears perk up and then I can explain to them how the state has like involved itself in a sacred ritual that has nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? But anyways, my uh, we're talking about something. I got really distracted for a second. Let's let's talk about gay marriage for one second. I, I've posed this hypothetical for like the Mises caucus and the decentralization crowd. And I, uh, um, so, all right, we, through the Mises caucus, we're kind of like the champions of decentralization. Y'all agree with that premise? All right. Yeah. (laughs) Not leaning on this libertarian argument that like, okay, I don't want any marriage. It's like, we're still going to live in a world of like state sanctioned marriage. Shouldn't we be working as libertarians on the state level to codify gay marriage laws so we're not relying on the federal government to ensure gay marriage for people like in our states? Like in Georgia, like if I'm talking to my friends and family about like, you know, we don't want the federal government. Like The first thing is just like well, gay marriage, like right there with somebody that knows kind of like the structure they're like, well, then you're, you're relying on Georgia to pass a gay marriage law, you know, and that's just, it ain't going to happen. Or if it happens, it's going to take time. And then like, you're going to create all these fucking weird legal gray areas where people were married. And now they're like, boy, are they going to go shit live for, you know, their right. And I would too, if like, they're like, okay, I can be fiscally responsible or I could like, you know, fuck up my parental rights or some kind of bullshit, you know, just fuck up their lives or paperwork or whatever that they have to handle. So uh, I was wondering what y'all thought, like, should we, I know a lot of like Christian libertarians like to kind of like, like disregard that, but it's a kind of uncomfortable thing that we kind of got to think on. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I don't know if that's like a great, like the Libertarian Party is pretty weak. So like it, it'd be a tough one to like go after and get a lot of support for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, it's a good thing to have. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm like, Derek, I'm against the marriage license in, in its entirety. But like, if you told the government you have to give one to everyone no matter what like yeah that'd be better yeah it's better better. i mean it's better but i I just i get and i understand what you're saying i don't wouldn't disagree at all i just think that the reason i like saying things like that is because it perks people's ears up and then i can start talking about how the state is you know no i'm with you that on the language you know it's trying to insert itself into every aspect of your life and doesn't belong how you know, marriage probably existed before there ever was a, you know, a self-legitimizing entity calling itself, you know, whatever it was as the state. You know, that, that ceremony probably predates, that ceremony, that sacred rite probably predates um, what we understand as government now. And I like to explain those kinds of things to people. And I don't get that chance if I just go, oh, yeah, good thing gay marriage is legal. That is you know interesting, I mean? like. What what happened first? Did the idea of romantic love entangling in some sort of legal system happen before right. 
Like somebody's like, I'm king, motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, where, where, <laughs> chicken or egg. Well, even before I was a libertarian, like um, I remember my pastor like giving me advice for like getting married and stuff, and he's like, make sure you get like the marriage certificate because if you don't get that done, then you're like you're not married. In my mind, I'm like, who the fuck cares about a piece of paper from the government? Right. Like, we're still like we're married before God. Like who? Who cares? So that's I like, wasn't even a libertarian. Yeah, I was just like this is the dumbest thing ever. Like we could just get married and file it later or whatever. Who cares? No, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that it is very to understand well, like, why are we why are we involving the state in this aspect of our lives? Like it's 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 like a part of their tradition now. Like if you don't have that piece of paper, you're not married. Yeah. Well, this is what's weird too. Is like, um, it's like the extinct changing of rings and the the unity candle and all that. It's weird. Well, and this is what I think is weird about it. Is like, I just got married a couple weeks ago, so it was on my mind for a while. And they literally and, said, "By the state of Minnesota." Yeah. <laughs> like the pat, like the we didn't have a we didn't the have power vested in me by the state <laughs> of Minnesota. Yep, literally what he said. So. Um, well, and I wrote the ceremony too. Right? I know. It's so I had fault. to write, well, I wrote, um, and with the blessing of everybody here, right. Or something like that. Because so, cause I, I thought about it a lot cause I'm also a Christian, but I'm also marrying someone who is divorced, who's Catholic, who didn't get her annulment through the Catholic church. So it's just, it's a very, like, there's a lot of moving parts of philosophy and opinion of what is sacred and what is marriage going on. Mm -hmm. And so like her Catholic church said, well, you can get married outside the Catholic church, get your annulment later, and then we'll bless it. You know, like they've come a long way and like, not just saying, well, that it's a, that we're not going to consider that a legitimate marriage. Like they've come a long way. That's a very, liberal of them right because they're <laughs> yeah. a conservative entity you know yeah. and they actually are conservative I'll, which i'll get back to that word in a minute but <laughs> you um, wrote it down yeah i did but anyways uh so the, they're like well we'll bless it. and i was like okay and then my non-denominational church like my pastor was there but he couldn't host he couldn't like host it or whatever he couldn't officiate it and so we picked a spiritual leader of ours um who's not necessarily tied to us because of the church and we look we look up to him. He, he's taught us prayers and ways of being spiritual in our lives that are positive. And he kind of we met through him. So we had him officiate, but he had to get licensed by the state. And he could technically get excommunicated from the Catholic Church because he officiated a wedding outside of the Catholic Church. So it's a very like weird thing that goes. Is he Catholic? Mm -hmm. He's Catholic. No, I didn't know that. Huh. Yep. And so that's what's a very weird thing with all the stuff. So anyways, I thought about it a lot and I could have a whole, we could do a whole nother hour on what I think about marriage because I put a lot of thought into it, you know. Um, but I, I, what I figured out, because then there's also like the consummating marriage, sex outside of marriage, all that kind of stuff, you know. So I was thinking about it a lot. I was like, what he goes. <laughs> so I was thinking about it a lot and I was like, honestly, if you read the big, the good book, the Bible, no matter how you read it, it really kind of like for the most part to me breaks down to like, if you have sex, you're married. If you have sex, that's the only person you ever have sex with again. That's really what it. And now I don't want to take away from more conservative Christian types 
and say, well, you have to have a ceremony and other thing, and you should be committed for life prior and then, and then have sex. I'm not going to take that away from them because that is some, that is an old traditional thing that is fading fast that anybody who's holding on to it, I think is a good thing, you know, um, in my opinion, but anyway, so I think it's okay. Well, it's becoming one flesh. Um, acknowledging that God is more important than each other in the relationship. So there's, even if you're not a Christian, right, there's some higher value uniting you, right? There's some higher principle that you guys are both going to follow. So like, even if you're not, like I said, not a Christian, you don't believe in God. Well, you both have something. You can't have the other person be your highest value in life. And the other person can't have you be their highest value in life, right? Because we're, we're, we're humans, we're imperfect, we're going to change, and we're flawed, and we're going to be, but you have a value above you that you both agree to, whether, whatever that principle is, truth, whatever it is, right? You agree that that's the value. And for you, is, Minnesota. is the state of Minnesota. What I'm saying is you have a truth, you have a truth, you have a whatever it is, truth, a high, you have a higher principle uniting you that you both follow, and then you commit to yourself, commit to each other, and then you so you have a spiritual aspect to it. You have your relationship commitment, and then you do it before your community, so that your community can um, witness it, partake in it, and then hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. So we know that you're doing it. We've, we're agreeing to you that we're going to support you in this. We're going to help you do it. You can rely on us to show up and witness. We're not only going to witness, but like we support you in some way, even if it's just symbolic in the time in the time. Hopefully it translates to reality. Anyway, so I was thinking about these are all the things that make marriage. The last thing at the very bottom of the list is, uh, you know, King Gary, who comes in and says, um, oh, all these things, by the way, have something to do with me. Nice. Somehow this involves me. And I'm going to tell you that this is okay or not okay. And if you don't have a stamp of approval from me or someone that... Um, makes money off of me taking your money then it doesn't count it's so it's so bullshit and so to me i think the fact that the christian church has come to that point where you have to have a legal license or you're not officially married is like they've they've stooped and they've dropped themselves in the totem pole of of principles and, and hierarchies in in the world i don't think it's a christian thing it's more just a cultural thing Right, but I'm saying like the ancient the ancient ceremony of marriage, transcended through time, mm -hmm. has always had some spiritual aspect to it. It could be oh, yeah. some tribe in um, on an island that worships the volcano. They're going to do it under the volcano, and before this volcano, we agree that we will be true to each other. Like whatever it is. Will, how do you feel about marriage? Ooh, <laughs> um, you know, it's. It's a thing people do. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, I was, I was married for fourteen years. Um, didn't work out. Um, you know, it, it's a fucking journey. It, it can be a. But maybe, I'm not. I, if I had a successful marriage, I could be all like, "Oh, putting something above your, you know, your." significant other i'd come at you but now here as a divorce guy i'm like i don't fucking know uh <laughs> kind of on like 
now like building a commune and getting a bunch of barefoot hippie girls out here and like kind of like I'm, I'm going for that kind of lifestyle not not necessarily the uh traditional oh yeah so <laughs> you had a hard time with one so let's have five yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'll be waste that'll I'm be gonna go more from atheist skip christianity all the way to mormon like real quick <laughs> not gonna lie it would be fun to just be like you talking back to me five right <laughs> number five come here, come here one one never number gives me five. lip <laughs> but no like you know it shouldn't be tied to the or state time of the month <laughs> They all still alive. That's the other thing is women living together. I've heard they all sync up on the well. On the, so yeah, so the like, it could rich be a problem. People, back in the day with multiple wives, they would have multiple houses. Mm -hmm. That's why they probably still do. They just don't talk about it now. <laughs> rich people? No, like back in the day, they would have multiple houses with women in them that didn't like work together or whatever, just so that their cycles would be mismatch that's what i'm saying i'm there's rich men probably still do that we just oh, don't oh, know yeah. about it you know, <laughs> seen, you know, seen the hbo yeah. show called big love bill paxton i've heard of it i never watched it it was like yeah. about this mormon dude who was he was some kind of politician and a mormon dude and had a wife and then like two secret wives and kids with mm. all of them and it was a it was a good hbo show i loved it they were all like Mormon as hell. Like, shoot, a, like did I did watch a Mormon documentary. That that was pretty wild too. That's a trope that I've I've read in some books. Like um, like the kids having oh, dad has another family. Was it you that told me um I knew someone who had a friend that, that situation exactly happened. Like there was a doctor and he used to travel for work. So he'd be gone like three or four days, and then he'd be back like mm -hmm. three or four days and was it you that told me that? No, but I've heard these kinds of... That's what I'm saying. I've heard these stories over the years. But yeah, he had two wives and two separate families that didn't know about each other. Yeah. Like, that would not work in today's age. You'd find out. Oh, you're just how exhausting that has to be. Of just, like, how does that, just how exhausting that has to be. Of just, like, living a double... Literally a double life. Like, life by itself is fucking tiresome. <laughs> You're grabbing life by the horns. <laughs> like he's winning. He's for sure like beating us. <laughs> I mean, he's getting. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets to heaven and God's like, I mean, bro, you did. It. <laughs> you know, he's getting twice the I mean, pussy, nice. which when you're married is, is not any. What's <laughs> <laughs> zero times? What's zero times two? No, but uh. I, I would imagine that as someone like that, though, if you have that type, if you can maintain, if, if they're maintaining it, right? If those aren't falling apart, if those families are falling apart, that's an all different story. <laughs> but if they're maintaining that, like, I almost feel like you, that kind of person would almost have to do that. Like, you'd almost have to to do that or else, because if you can maintain something like, that, something like that, you're the type of person who probably would ruin it if you had one. You know what I mean? Like Maybe. you'd be so like just intense on personality and like a psycho. Like if you had one, you'd just like tear it apart. But if you have two, you can like, I'll go over here and maintain this one, and I'll come back. And you'd almost have to be some kind of weird psychological 
It is some psycho shit, like some psycho shit of like fucking <laughs> family, and then just be like, "Well, I'm going on a business trip," and then driving to the next town over, and just be like, "Home from my business trip." <laughs> That'd be wild. Wait. You almost have to find like two of the. How would you find two of the same? Because you almost have to have submissive women who don't ask a lot of questions too. I'd get one of each. But I'm saying, how would you find? How would you find two? I'd get like the crazy extrovert that wants to talk to everyone. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, just like, or the like the corporate business one would probably be one, and then I'd get like the Sam's thought about <laughs> this a lot. Yeah, Sam's <laughs> got a plan. You know, like, the, different, um, uh, the different temperaments. Yep. Like, there's four of them. Like I'd get one in each category. Oh my gosh, I'm one of every race. Is that? Oh, is that no, two? Yeah, yeah, short one, a tall one. <laughs> so I'm not just saying this. I like, I'm legit. Like I'm good with one. Uh, yeah, oh. I was. I'm. I'm kidding, man. Fucking no. I've been down the road. Like, it's when I was it's younger, too tiresome. I don't see who has the energy to try to like conquer the world. Like that's that. what I'm saying. If one. someone maintained it, so like when I was younger, like like ten years ago, I'd have multiple girlfriends at the same time, right? Sure. And you can barely maintain having multiple girlfriends, let alone multiple families. Compartmentalize me. No, It'll change I'm your good. life. I'm good. You, get, you just get to a point where you like you want them to meet because you just want to get caught so you can get out of it. Because <laughs> you're just like, I can't handle this. <laughs> too much stress. I just want you guys to get mad at me and leave me. <laughs> True. But no, I don't know. I get a I I don't remember you look familiar, Will. I don't specifically remember meeting you, but I kind of like you. Thank I, you. I, I was gonna say I told Derek, I'm like, yeah, I went to Reno. Met everyone, met my heroes and stuff like that. And it's like my favorite person I met was Will Bell. Hell yeah. I mean, how can Super it not relax Southern action? How could you not <laughs> No, yeah. Will's great. But then Thank I met uh, I met your friend Reed. He yeah. just like walked by me. I was like, he's the only one I didn't get a picture with. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Reed's yeah, like I think a... he's, uh, He's, he's kind of into villain in all of them things. I said, he is. is one of the bill. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes yeah, like, I thank you for all you doing. <laughs> what is he doing? He's doing. I'm like, not giving him personally any crap. I'm just, he's, he's that type of dude. <laughs> yeah. What is he? What did you say, Will? Just saying, um, he like at them libertarian conventions. Reed is kind of like the the bell of the ball. Like he's very the bell of the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not Will Bell. Is not the bell of the ball. No. <laughs> oh let me explain it so (laughs) (laughs) no so uh i was gonna say uh, i didn't know i'm very like on the ground uh libertarian right like i meet people i recruit people i bring them in the party and i help try to get affiliates going really hard maintaining affiliates i can barely maintain my own but getting them going i can do that um But no, so like when we were in Reno, like Sam was very in the Twitter world. Like I'm very new to Twitter. Sam was in the Twitter world. Sam's in the social media podcast world, right? What do they call them? Slip, uh, liber, celebrity, celebritarians, celebritarians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I, but I'm I'm not, I'm basically the only reason I'm even a libertarian is because of Legion of Skanks. Like I was watching (laughs) Legion of Skanks. And there was like this third guy on here, like, who the hell is this guy? He's got a political show. That's kind of cool. I started listening to it. And then like 
two years later, I'm like, fuck the state. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm not uh, super into a lot, a lot of those shows. I'm just a Legion of Skanks fan. So when we were there, Sam's like, do you know who this guy is? I'm like, no. He's like, what? He's like, do you know who that guy is? I'm like, no. I'm like, he's like, what? He's like talking to people, like having his like, you know, moment with people. And I'm like, Sam, let's go. Like, I'm bored. Like, I don't give a shit who this person is. Like, That's Scott Horton. Yeah. <laughs> I know Scott. I know Scott. <laughs> By the way, you asked me earlier what my, what my pet issue is. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely war. And I kind of forget about it sometimes because I've gotten so entrenched in local work, right? Like stuff here in Minnesota or here in Mankato specifically, I've gotten so like entrenched in that, that I forget that that's my passion. I know it sounds weird to say, but like when I was at Reno and I heard Scott Horton talking, I was like, I wanted to, I literally wanted to cry. I was like, I forgot how much this is like my thing you know and then when we had rebecca on and then i heard i've heard some stories about rebecca since then that mm -hmm. she didn't get specifics in yeah that shit's crazy over there like how the veterans are traumatized because of the things they've done not yeah. just the things that have happened to them and the things they've seen but the things that they did haunt them yeah that's fucking wild to me yeah it really is there's, I, I mean, we all know dudes that have like signed up to go over there and basically fucking just, I won't say ruined their fucking lives, but it's like they've scarred their fucking psyche, like to the point yeah. of just like, you know, there, it's, it's not even like war, how we glorify it. It's literally just picking off cavemen. Like, <laughs> like, well, I know. You think about how many commit suicide, and then you think about the number of people that didn't commit suicide, and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like if you if you commit suicide, that's bad. But it's like the people that didn't commute commit suicide, like they just want to kill themselves yeah. or right. very close they're to living, it. Like they're living with that. No way to live your life. Yeah, right. Well, and it's sad too. Like the way that politicians talk about it, they're like. Oh, we got all these veteran suicides. We got to stop veteran suicides. But it's like the problem is if if you've gotten to the point where you're committing suicide, like the problem is way back there. Yeah, if the problem started a long time ago. It's not way up here where the oh we got to we got to roll the suicides back. What yeah. problem's way over there? You know what I mean? I wonder what the suicide rate after like 1776 was. Zero. They were all just chads, just like flexing their muscles. But with all of that being said, I just happy Veterans Day. <laughs> <laughs> my kids, uh, my kids are going to the public school, and they had to wear red, white, and blue today for school, uh, or they wanted to. They were supposed to wear red, white, and blue, so they picked out red, white, blue outfits and all that stuff, and went to school. And you made them wear all black, right? <laughs> well on the way to school they were like uh, talking about veterans and i go well i was telling my seven-year-old and four-year-old it's like well we can appreciate veterans because they, they serve us and they're brave and, and they have to do things that we don't want to do and we need people like that in the world to do that um so we can thank them for their service but but we don't like war and they were my seven-year-old's like we don't like war and she's like i was like yeah she's like well why and i was like well because they're they're over there killing people they're literally killing people <laughs> and, this, and the reason i'm saying this to my seven-year-old is because i'm you're going to go to school today and you're going to hear all these people glorifying soldiers all day 
Yeah. You need to understand, like, I'm just, hey, before school and after school, we're going to talk about what they do, you know? Because I, like, it's just like, like, I know they're going to public school, they're going to get indoctrinated to a certain extent. But if I can get, if I can kind of wedge my things in there, you know, then I'm doing a good dad service. But anyways, as she said, she, she had a hard time understanding it, but I was like, we thank people for their service. And this is what my seven-year-old said, dude. This is how crazy she goes, well, what if they're people that we don't like and we don't want them? And I was like, well, you can say, just build a wall. <laughs> so you can say you don't want somebody in your space. You don't want someone in your house. You don't want someone on your street. You can say that, but you don't kill them. You can keep them out, but you don't get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, yeah, that's true. And I was like, yeah, that's wild. That somehow like that, just that little bit of them saying it's veterans day tomorrow. And our, we, we have to celebrate our soldiers and wear the colors of our flags. Like that, that in and of itself is a level of indoctrination because her response was 100%. her response was well what if we don't want them it's like you're seven and you're a sweetheart of a kid you know <laughs> like you back when you get bullied like what what are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> no i think the whole worship of war is like the biggest like propaganda that americans are inundated with like it is part of our culture just as much as love and freedom it's we are the eagle that will fuck you up if you look at us sideways like and it's something us as libertarians really like we got to try to figure out a way to break that at the zeitgeist because it is it's it's my I, I would say it's my issue too i'm all about like I'm a libertarian mainly probably because of like in the drug war type shit, but you know, the, you listen to Scott Horton for a decade and you become an anti-war fanatic, you know, you just, I, I'm to the point where like, yeah, it's veterans day. Let's get into it. I don't thank veterans for their service. Like I'm not, I'm like that. Like I think that's part of the propaganda. Cause it's like kind of, it's kind of making it like telling that like somebody's got to do it, buddy. Thank God it's you like over there. If it wasn't you, it'd be somebody else. And it's kind of got to be like, guys, y'all got to quit this. And I know you're 18 years old when you sign up for it. And it's like easily like, Oh, this will, this puts me in high standings with society makes me, you know, all this money, you know, when you're 18, it looks like a lot of money, but when you go through it, no, no veteran is happy with like what they're making unless they're a fucking like career man that became a general or some shit. But it's, it's literally like just you got, I'm like more like, oh, I'm sorry you went through that or something mm -hmm. to that nature. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they don't. Sorry, I might have zoned out slightly. Did you say they didn't join because of uh, to fight for freedom? No, <laughs> I know a lot of veterans. I know a lot of veterans, and they've maybe I know every one of them did not sign up <laughs> to fight for freedom. I know one who did. Like it was right after, you, yeah, it was right after 9 11. The 9 11 recruits, yeah, yeah, but like most of them, they're just okay. From the South I, I wanted to go to college, yeah. So I know, I know one that's a true believer, yeah. Well, I know a few for sure, yeah, yeah, they're but, out there. They're all from the south. <laughs> they are like, from the south. None of them are from like the you know Washington D.C. or something like that. They're 
all like the poorer southerners South like, and mid- a lot of midwest all my too. buddies man all my dudes yeah. i hung out with in high school they're all just like there's a lot of basket cases now that i gotta sit there and talk to and just be like it's okay buddy. yeah i'm down um i did want to mention though earlier we, there was something i wrote down i wanted to mention about the word uh conservative you said you didn't like the word right wing or left wing and you touched on something earlier and i didn't want to interrupt our thought because it was a good one but you touched on something earlier that i wanted to say and that's why i don't like the word conservative it's because what are we what are we conserving like what are they trying to hold on to like what kind of past or culture or tradition or thing or whatever are they actually conserving so whenever i say conservative i i always lately i've been saying like conserve whatever that whatever that means because like if if you showed a conservative like a, a conservative republican politician if you showed somebody what we have today if you put that in front of an audience 40 years ago or even 20 years ago you know like that conservative audience is going to be like this liberal maniac wants to you know increase the size of the state wants to spend a bunch of money he's cool with you know gay marriage and all these you know it's just it's like what so then i had this moment where like, they, they are conserving they're just losing right so that's losing their nature their, right it's like the progressive we lost the like the gay marriage thing so we're going to draw a line here gay marriage is okay but we're against uh transgender and now they they've already drawn that new line where they don't, they don't care about that. Now it's just like, that's what I was saying too. Which not before okay they're five. <laughs> not yeah. before they're five, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I was saying that to our buddy Bennett the other day, we have a, a mutual friend we work with named Bennett and he's kind of been kind of moderate, more left-leaning. He's coming, he's going to the right wing now because of his girlfriend, whatever they are. And, uh, and he was like, talking about Blair White and how like he's like there's because and I, I told him my sentiment he's not a libertarian but I've told him my sentiment where I'm like you know there's not like what are they concerned what is a conservative like what are they conserving there's not really such a thing as a conservative like I don't know what it is exactly I can't put my finger on what exactly it is I can't define it and he was like no there's real conservatives blah 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 and then he starts talking about Blair White and I was like exactly <laughs> uh, do you think like 20 years ago a transgender person could be like i like guns and people would be like yeah that's a good conservative you know it's like they'd be like get out of here like 20 years ago they'd be like get out of here freak You're like i yeah. like blair white you know what i mean yeah. but like i mean i like i don't love her it's really bad I'm you love her go ahead you she's love really, her she's <laughs> really that's not the point <laughs> <laughs> It is weird. Her feet, her feet <laughs> ruined. You see, like you see a profile picture, you're like, oh yeah. But then you see like the full body, and her feet are like bigger than Joe Rogan's torso. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, no, no, I'm just like, what you're that's saying what there, like the fucking conservative, like I don't like right wing, left wing. I also don't like conservative, progressive. We have to use these words because that's how our whole that's how politics is like defined right. in America. But I don't like that shit. Cause it's like, it's the game they want us to play. Like that's what the people in power are not playing that game, but they want us fucking dumb peons up here, peons to sit here and argue about right wing, left wing, conservative, progressive. Like 
in Vegas, never like ending the wars or like, you know, really discussing like fiscal policy in a meaningful manner. Like it's no throw out these issues and you're either team one, team two, conservative, progressive. Are you holding on to the past? Are you going into the future full throttle or, you know, insert whatever it's a way that we're all tricked into arguing about fucking trans kids in fucking canada or some shit and not focusing on ending the wars or legalizing pot or how hot blair white is it must be stopped (laughs) well i think too like i usually earlier when you're talking about the borders you just mentioned the legalization thing I always, I never had a, a solid stance, so I always just circumvent the entire discussion. When anybody would bring it up, I'd be like, well, why don't we please the right and the left by legalizing marijuana, you know, and and not not putting so many inhibitions on um, weapons and stuff, or regulations on weapons, because it's like, then we're not funding the cartels, so then maybe life isn't so fucking horrible for people over there, and they're not forced, they're desperate to get the hell out. And then also you give the left the lead, you know? I mean, marijuana is a gateway drug to happiness. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would argue, so I've been in a heavy drinker and been in the drug world, right? And you were yeah, an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm saying is alcohol is the gateway drug. Oh, yeah. 100%. What? <laughs> <laughs> everybody I know that's a pothead. Everybody <laughs> I just <laughs> 90% of the people I know that were potheads back then, I was throwing a random percentage out, but the vast majority of people I know that were potheads or cokeheads or meth heads or whatever, it always started with a beer in high school. They never went, oh, I hit a joint. And then you I started feel like always- trying some black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy was saying, he asked his friend to get weed. A comedian said he asked his friend to get weed in Mexico and he came back with heroin. He's like, hey, remember how you wanted to get high? Um, how about instead we just fucking die tonight? <laughs> <laughs> On the Patreon of y'all. Y'all got a Patreon? No, no sir. Well, we would talk about my stories like that, but not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got some stories. But, yeah, all those people, they drink, they drink beer first. Tell me that, that story about that guy that uh, beat up all those people in the hotel, in the apartment. Like, like the door. Oh, Duke? Duke riding heavy? <laughs> yeah. I had a buddy back in uh, South Dakota. Uh, he was like one of those white kids that was a gangster that's like really a gangster. He was not. <laughs> Dangerous a, motherfuckers. He wasn't a wigger. He was a gangster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, I'm 5'7". He was like a few inches shorter than me. Like, he was a little guy. and uh, But he was a... <laughs> He's, his charges are like assaulting police officers and shit. Like he's got crazy, <laughs> he's got crazy charges. And uh, anyways, he, uh, <laughs> there was one night they, these guys were, these guys had his girlfriend in an apartment building and he was like going to get her. And she Why was his girlfriend in these guys apartment building. Cause Hold she's on. back up the story. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so his girlfriend liked drama. At the time, right? Mm. They're not together anymore, but they liked, really? she liked drama. But they're not together? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> she liked the drama. She liked um, 
you know, stirring the pot. And she liked that he was in love with her and that he was a badass. And he would like, he, the drama didn't phase him, you know, hmm. he'd be like, Oh, like he would just walk into crazy situations, get in fights and walk away. Like nothing happened. Like just, you see him the next day, like, what's up, man? How's it going? Like super chill about it. <laughs> like he wasn't anxious about it. He didn't make it his, you know, she liked that. So anyways, she was going over to hang out with these guys to, uh, to then tell him where she was that he would get jealous and try to try to go get her. He's a, his gangsterism has evolved since then. At one point, he was like, I don't fight over hoes anymore. Ooh. At one point, he was like, your girlfriend's hanging out. He had a different girlfriend. She's like, oh, she's hanging out with that guy? Oh, okay, I'll just stop hanging out with him. <laughs> like, Is there a woman? Like, I feel like every woman loves to see their dude beat somebody's ass. Like, it's just, <laughs> they cannot, like, be progressive enough to not really like that shit. You know oh, what I mean? They'll, they'll say they hate it. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. In language. And then they see it. They see it and they go, why would you do that? You're crazy. And then you get home later and they're like, ah, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the juicy part of the story. Oh, yeah. So anyways, Duke's a badass and he goes over. He goes over to confront the guys and they come down. There's like three guys and they come down the stairs. And you know, I don't know how it is down south, but in apartment complexes, in what? I don't know. Do they have apartments down south, Will? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not what I meant. I just meant like our, <laughs> our trailers. But... <laughs> <laughs> we have like, a, there's the outside door that anyone can open. And then there's the inside door we have to get buzzed into the building. Right? So that door is locked. So he's in the entryway with his like goons, like a bunch of dudes. Right, and uh, they're like, "Open the door! Open the fucking door!" And these guys are like, "We're not opening the door. Like, we're gonna get jumped." And he goes, "I'll fight you three by myself." Right, and so he makes his friends all go outside the outside door, and so then they kind of like start to open the inside door to just fight him, and so he comes, he swings the door open and comes in. Now then, his boys all rush through the door to try to get in, and he locks his own friends out. He locks his own friends out. He like shuts the door on them so they can't get in and knocks the one kid out, grabs the other kid and is, and is like slamming his face into the pot machine like over and over. And then the third guy was just backing up the stairs. Like, I don't want it. I don't want it. And he's like, go tell Brittany to get her ass outside. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a lot Did of Did you see uh, that happen? No, no, I, I heard this story from three different people told me that story. So I like put all of their pieces of the story together. And he didn't tell me. Wow. It wasn't him that told me. He was he was very nonchalant about it. He was like, I don't know. That crazy talk it's like, that's the kind of dude that deserves a couple families. You know? Yes. <laughs> He's going the extra fucking mile. Yes. <laughs> Well, I just like he's got a daughter now. Can you imagine like being her boyfriend? Like when she grows up having a boyfriend and then picking her up and that guy's there? He's super chill. Or what if you like stole his dog or something? Oh, dude. <laughs> so his assault on an officer charges are because she would be in a bar and the security guards in Sioux Falls would work bar like so the security guards were off-duty cops basically they would work for extra money they would be securities at bars and so what happened was is they wouldn't let him in um because she was saying this guy's crazy and he's trying to hurt me but she's just doing the drama thing and they wouldn't let him in 
So then he'd be like, let me fucking in, let me in. I'm going in the bar now. And they'd be like, no, no, no. And then he would just fight like the security staff <laughs> by himself. <laughs> and he would literally tell us like, no, just wait. I'll be fine. I'll be out in a minute. Just wait here. And they would just go in by himself and just come out like, we gotta fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a lot of stories like that, but where's that guy now? Uh, he's chill. He's got a he's got a, he's got a house and a job. He's actually yeah, he's doing really well. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Most of them kind of dudes don't make it to middle age. No, like after he had a kid, he really started to calm down a lot. Like he's still down. Like he'll still throw down, but he calmed down. He he took himself out of situations where he'd have to do those things. Like he still would, but he doesn't have to. Like he told me it was cool. He told me he's like the most gangster shit you could do with your life is take care of your kids. Ooh, nice. and eat your vegetables. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. The most gangster shit you can do with your life is be a blueberry fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you want to ask uh, Will about the song? It's crazy, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> Why is everyone so racist? Yeah. <laughs> just hate change. <laughs> nah, no, I, I love Southern history, especially like the. What do you, I don't want to say new history, the the revisionist Southern history, where it's like we genocide it. We do, we do a little in the history books. <laughs> 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 they may not have succeeded just because of slavery and this Lincoln was right. No further discussion needed. <laughs> We're actually in Mankato, um, and it's where the biggest genocide of Native Americans. Native Americans, like they were just a bunch, like 30, 30 some, 30, I want to say 32. 35. Is it 32? I think it's 32. We're probably racist for not knowing. <laughs> but yeah, 32. Because like, we just started the march. Like when they were marching out of Georgia, we were like, bye, Indians. And they're like, bye, white people. They're with y'all. They were getting tired out. But anyway, like 32, 38, 40, 100 of them, like we're hung. 60 million. (laughs) But they were hung. And I was just talking to signing, I was helping someone out. And he's like, Yeah, my mom, it was like her grandpa. One of them was hung. I was like, Wow, that's wild. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, yeah. Lincoln actually authorized it. Like, oh, really? <laughs> that uh, good old uh, conservative Christian doo-doo basically well, just followed God the whole time. The argument I hear <laughs> the argument I hear a lot is um, the argument I hear a lot is people say, well, "Well, the kid even was just like, well, he like they wanted a lot of more of them dead, but like Lincoln negotiated to only kill sign off on killing some of them." I was just like, "That's probably." He was a progressive conservative. <laughs> Think of how few people Lincoln killed compared to how many he could have. <laughs> That's the true thing what, we should ponder on. What a great guy. I kind of feel the same way about like Hitler. Like those are pretty oh my god. There's so <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of G's he missed. Oh <laughs> We're friends. What a what a <laughs> nice guy. I mean, he could have done a lot worse. Oh my god. 
Well, yeah, I suppose if you think about it that way. Yeah, southern southern heritage or whatever. It's wild, man. It's 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 that team sport shit that just fucking gets out of hand here. Like it's part of the culture, just like fucking Yankees and shit. And a lot of, I think it's really dying out in like my generation and younger, like hardcore. But um, do you think that's a good thing? It sounds like you think it's a good thing. Yeah, I've never, I've never. Okay, used to be. Young kid, I would like wear Confederate flag belt buckles and fucking shirts and shit. And now I'll still like I love Leonard Skinner, you know, and the play in front of a Confederate flag. But I mean, in my adulthood, like kind of just looking into the shit, like this is pre-libertarianism, pre all that kind of shit. You just kind of like, I mean, I. Okay, so like I'm an atheist, like pretty hardcore atheist, and like sec- like I really value secularism, and that was like a thing of like, like the Confederate states were very like not just racist and white supremacist, and they're like setting up their constitutions because it was like it was about states' rights, but it was over the uh, you know the slave trade and shit which we relied on more here in the south which is the only reason why we ingrained it into our culture but into the constitutions of the states that we created they were white supremacist christian nations that in writing like you know like in america's founding doctrine like we look at that and it's like oh man look at all the wisdom of the founding fathers and how they set up like a secular kind of like foundation for us all to evolve around but they're they're like no white christian fucking yeehaw <laughs> the confederate, uh, i've been meaning to read the confederate uh constitution yeah like, yeah like the georgia constitution or what it's just like it's shit where you go like wow that foundation would have set up almost a theocracy of stuff and and then like there is like you mentioned the revisionist history like in the early 1900s and definitely like even when i was a kid in school like we had u.s history but the state of georgia would put in georgia history and it would kind of finagle around the civil war history like it would just kind of put in like you know there's some republican lawmakers in there like just being like let's tone down that language it's the modern day crt of uh (laughs) it's like southern you know it's people fucking put their influence on the education of children you're not going to get around it Mm -hmm. it's something that even if it's not the state doing it it's going to be like you know religious people doing it or something it's just oh yeah you you even hear people like that you know like people that um grow up you know so like for example i can remember like i spent a lot of time on my grandma's when i was a kid screwed up things my grandpa would sneak into conversations you know like he was slowly trying to he wasn't trying to indoctrinate me into atheism my family was not we're not the typical christian that you would expect we're not the sam christian family right like i didn't grow up with like sam's type of christian family what's the sam type of christian Sam, what um, Church of God of Prophecy type. Very, Church uh, of God of Prophecy. Two of. <laughs> Two of. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so very, um, what do you call it? Like speaking in tongues. Which, which, Ooh, I'm not talking bad you, about it. Have you, ever, have you ever taught the Jesus's language? <laughs> well, I have not. I was yeah, not good. Yeah, so now I'm a got, bit about. <laughs> I never got that I gift. Yeah. When I was in high school, yeah, I went to a Pentecostal church. And, and you talked tongues? You yep. talked tongues? Really? What did you say? Uh, I don't remember. Because I became an atheist later, and then I came <laughs> back to Christianity in a different way. Mm. In more of a voluntary, accepting, understanding type of way than, like, kind of more of the pushed-on-me type of way when I was a kid. So the first time I heard tongues, we were in a little church. We sat in the front row because we'd never been to this church before, and it was so small. Like almost never, no one was there. So we're just like, oh, we're gonna sit in the front row, me and my brother. And they started speaking in tongues, like everyone. And we just could not stop laughing. <laughs> we like were trying to keep it together. We're like, what is this? It was so wild. Yeah, you definitely either have to grow up in that church or like slowly work your way into that church. Those kind of churches that do tongues, they're not like, oh, we should try on a church and see what we think they're not you know it's not no, that's my experience too so my favorite is like most of the reason the foundation of atheism that was put in me as a child is oh. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's bullshit <laughs> i'm like what are we doing like i know the people I see there, and I'm like, God's not talking to me. <laughs> I didn't realize this because you know I've been out of it for such a long time. But like, I watched some show or something like that where they were praying over people and they were like falling down and this and that. I was like, like I forgot how weird it was because mm. in the moment it was like this is normal, you know. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, a pastor like. He prayed for me, and you know I was supposed to fall down, but they pushed you back too, so of course you fall down. And someone's back there to catch you, so it's just like whatever, God. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like uh, the next time I was like prepared for it. He's like praying for me, and he's like pushing on me, and I was just like pushing back. <laughs> how old are you? How old I was like, you? if God's the gonna knock, the Lord is yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if the Lord's gonna push me over, it's gonna be the Lord, dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and like, uh, speaking of bring tongues, all your yeah. fury, holy man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else got to speak in tongues, but I never did because I was. It, it bugs me too because I know like other people. They're. Do y'all believe them? Do y'all believe? Okay, when you spoke in tongues, there, like, yeah. did you like just were you overcome? Like, like what happened, bro? I'm yeah. So you talk so to Captain Skeptic over here. It's no, like, that's cool. So I went through. Here's the thing about me too. So like, I'm I try to be a Christian, right? And I word it that way specifically. Um, I try to be a Christian. So, but here's the thing: as I was an atheist for. A long time so like i don't get offended by atheism and i don't get um upset that people doubt god or don't think that there's a god or whatever like that doesn't i'm like dude i've been there i get it you know what i mean so i'm not like the type of person who's like i can't believe you don't believe in god or whatever like i'm gonna blah 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 well i mean if will's an atheist that means he was never a true believer to begin with yep 
<laughs> that's yeah i can see what you're saying but um <laughs> oh what kind of uh you what kind of religion did you grow up with i'm pr- protestant like everybody down here we um i mean kind of like shades of baptist and what would be called church of god um church of christ down here a little bit but um when i was like late teens like Kind of dabbled in Methodism, Methodist Church. I don't. Oh, Methodist. Did you? Did I show up on my water? I was like, okay, hold on. I got water in my lung right now. <laughs> you said it so slow. You're like, I dabbled. In well, water. I like. Could you tell I like didn't know the word I was saying? Like Methodist. <laughs> Methodist like we were at a Methodist church for a little bit, and then we like went, like we, my family, like my fam, my my folks and me and my ex and everything like fucking just kind of like went into like just studying the bible and got really hardcore into just strictly like hardcore i guess you'd say like foundational protestant of like the bibles all the preachers are full of shit and the bible's what's up and then like i just kind of threw the bible like i just hit a wall and i was like and that's enough (laughs) <laughs> i get it yeah and yeah i went to a Pentecost, i went to the first it's a assembly pentecostal of, that's the word i was looking for pentecostal yeah so i went pentecostal. to pentecostal you were too oh yeah i didn't see that i would not have expected that from your family never met my family i know but i saw a picture online so i understand that <laughs> <laughs> but no i uh the assemblies of God. So they spoke in tongues. So I felt like when I was, when I did it, it was genuine and I felt overwhelmed with the spirit. And, um, I can still feel the presence of the Holy spirit when I'm at church. I can, I can feel it. Like, I know it's a thing. And so, and I understand that we can talk all day philosophical and look at ideologies and blah, 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 all day long. Um, but I can feel it. And I feel like it's a very similar feeling I get now to back then, but back then it was like overwhelming. But also I remember watching uh, a pastor like push his kid, like teenage son to do it. And I remember even at the time being like, I believe and I'm doing it, but whatever that's going on right there next to me, that's wrong. <laughs> like that is not okay. He was like, come on, you're so close. It's right there. You can do it. Just push yourself. And he's like, he wanted him to. And like that chapter of the Bible that talks about spiritual gifts that the Pentecostals, like they have a, an extra an extra doctrine that other uh, Protestants don't have about spiritual gifts. It says right in there, it's like some people have them and some people don't. And some people have this one and some people have that one. And some people's aren't even like supernatural. You know, like the ability to um like i I think that a lot of spiritual gifts have nothing to do with even spiritual it's it's not even a spiritual gift it was a miracle it's just a flat out miracle like it it says you know they spoke in tongues and i think it's been a while since i've gone over this but like they spoke in tongues and they did something else that was just a miracle thing and it's just like why are we saying that oh they'll say like everyone heard them in their own language Mm -hmm. it's just like it was just a miracle like that's not some spiritual voice of angels I, i'll have to break it down sometimes but well yeah there's two things in i forget there. how it all works there's two things in there is one is the tongues of angels and the other is the tongues of other men so like that's enough that's like one yeah, of the, if i could speak in the tongues of angels and of men but had not love the blah, tongues blah, blah, blah. of other men. i'm gonna write that down for a title of a book i'm writing 
<laughs> so it'd basically be like if someone came up to me speaking Spanish and uh, the spirit wanted me to witness to that person, but I didn't know Spanish, it would speak Spanish through. That's kind of the idea of some of it. Right. Um, but anyways, my point is that like. So um, instead of saying like, Jesus, you would be like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was in. That's a great joke. We need to pause there and <laughs> You're welcome, gentlemen. I'll be here until. Yeah, yeah. Your waitress, First everybody. Up. Hey, if you, you see why mind. that joke was funny? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But no, uh, so I felt like I genuinely experienced it, and then I watched the person next to me get indoctrinated. Mm. So I kind of saw both at the same time. So I can understand both perspectives. It's a lot of like my childhood is like I went home to like a broken home where there wasn't God. And then I went to a Christian school during the day. So I was like, I have a lot of like duality understanding of, of things, I think. Looking back though, if I had to do it again, like I could probably out spiritual a lot of people. <laughs> like <laughs> make it a competition. I'm sure there's a lot of people in the church that do make it a competition. Bro, I can spiritual woo woo out the out the ass. Like literally <laughs> like I'm Mr. Skeptical Atheist and shit, but like I've talked to God and shit. Like you take enough substances. Like <laughs> 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 you get there to states of mind where you know fucking shit gets crazy. Like, like none of yeah, us know like really what's going on here, like on the spiritual path and shit. Yeah. Like it's all just well, trying to define what it is, like legitimately. Like I don't take any of it. Like I'm, I'm, I really like I'll, I'll lean into my atheism because I'm like such a secularist, and I want to make sure everybody's like on on the board with secular secularism and stuff. But like, I mean, we start talking like fucking. I'm not really religious. I'm spiritual. Well, uh, <laughs> the cringiest shit that could ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> like we can, I don't think it's cringy. It's, oh, it's so I get, cringy. Right. I, get why, I get why people think it's cringy because you get like, oh, the girl who gives you a rock or whatever. You know what I mean? Bro, y'all don't like rocks? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I've got rocks yeah. hanging in my room from one I of those ladies. I think trying to. <laughs> yeah, my, and it's like, that's Satanist shit, bro. You're a Christian. <laughs> I don't know. Some people think Satan, the rocks work. Yeah. <laughs> Some people think the rocks work. I hang the rocks above my bed. My kids are native. We burn sage in the house. They're native. I try to be a Christian. It's your got kids are, like, I don't know. I think we're gonna be kids are natives, like Native American. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> you that? said your kids were native. Yeah, they're uh, Lakota native. Sioux. They what? Their mom's Lakota Sioux. And you let me say Indians earlier, like a asshole. They say, they say Indians. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, they do. Like if they, you ask, like their like her grandma, she'll be like, "Oh yeah, we're Indians." Like that's what they say. That it's is weird. That one do black people weird. refer to themselves as people of color. No, <laughs> they hate that. Dude. They hate that. We spent generations trying to get them to stop saying color and say black and African American. Yeah. It was, colored and then black and then african-american and now we're back to color what did they call them before color? there was a brief moment where black was okay too it's still okay i think well i mean yeah it is like i, I mean think. like in progressive tv land oh right i so i'm so not i'm holding back 
back. This is our uh, our uh, was he Patreon were you, were right you now. Were you gonna say the N word? <laughs> 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 we still call him that down here. Like, ah. <laughs> you don't, that you don't say, you know, but you don't say, you don't say roads. You put an A at the end, and it's okay. You're like, oh, see, like my there. dialect, like my dialect with the the soft A just does not come out right. It just comes out <laughs> like. <it's> just, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't even help it. I'll try, like I'll try to sing <laughs> songs and just. Like it sounds like really strong, so I try to say African American and I just say nigger on accident. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm actually saying African, but it sounds like that because of my accent. Yeah, I'm progressive. <laughs> I'm starting to call them basketball Americans. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Sam says urban. Urban. You, know, you always say urban. I always say so. My friend seems urban around here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a my, really my friend growing up. If anything was, you know, like the color black, he'd just be like, "Can you grab that athletic?" Athletic. That's what it was. Athletic. Yeah. All right. Got my well, car. Got like three black people in Minnesota. <laughs> I have an, I have, so an I, athletic, I have an athletic phone. I do door to door sales. I have an athletic hat. <laughs> Like if you live next to a solar field, you can get a discount on your electrical bill. I've never signed up a black person. Nope. Isn't that crazy? How many space? do y'all have in Minnesota though? They're like two, three. They're all in the city. You notice too. you notice when they're there. There's so few. I have two aunties. We got a lot down here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I think is Is there more in the South still? What I think is really Oh cool. yeah, we Bro, we we. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in if you go, uh, <laughs> if you go to the cities, it's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in the cities, it's like, it's this, it's yeah, the ratio is way different. Right. Like in Sioux Falls, like if you're in South Dakota, you'll never see one. But if you're in Sioux Falls, yeah, there's black people around because it's the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of my neighbors are black, so I technically live in a black neighborhood. So. <laughs> I mean, you're basically black. Looks like I have black friends. You're basically, yeah, you, <laughs> you basically can, you can say the N-word now. Yeah, I got the pass, like, <laughs> from a kid that worked for me. I bullied him into giving it to me. <laughs> Dude, Franco one time, did I ever tell you about Franco said it in front of my friend Tommy? My friend Tommy was this black dude from New York, gangster dude. Yeah. And we were hanging out in Franco. We were talking about hip hop and Franco was set it on with the, you know, the A, trying to keep it soft. But <laughs> set it on accident. And when we left, I was like, dude, I can't believe you said that in front of Tommy. He's like, I was an accident. I was freaking out. <laughs> he's like, I thought Tommy was going to kick my ass. I was, he's like, I was just trying to play it cool. <laughs> and one time I went up to Tommy and I was like, hey, man, I know I get... I used to be kind of a wigger, right? And I was like, nice. still, I was that what you going to say? <laughs> so uh, I was a wigger with the You're heart. like a wigger that likes to talk about your feelings. I was a wigger. But anyways, uh, so, <laughs> so anyways, uh, I one time I said to Tommy, I was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. When I get drunk and we're getting high and shit partying, like, I know I probably said the N-word a couple times, but I'm not trying to be offensive. I just, I get drunk and I, I think I'm cool. You know, and he was like, Oh, bro, you've never said that around me. And I was like, all right, cool, man. 
totally have. Said it the night before that. <laughs> but we were such good friends and we were always drunk and high that we didn't even notice. <laughs> He's like, oh, you've never said that on me, bro. You're cool. <laughs> the internet has done so much to like progress the way we talk down here. Like, mm. like I can remember, I mean, like, the black dude, I like, one of my friends that was, like, one of my good black friends, and his name was, like, Spook. That was his name. I don't <laughs> bro, know his real name. Like, he is stayed, oh, at, my he stayed at my house oh, before. Out. His name is Spook. You cut out for a second. His name is Spook? Spook. I don't know his real name. <laughs> like, he's one of my good friends from high school, um, just like that kind of shit is like so fucking politically incorrect sounding, but it just used to be just how we fucking talked and like <laughs> but the internet like has really like changed the way people like our we were culturally behind the rest of the country, but the internet has caught us up a lot, like a lot down here in the south, not all the way. But we're, we're we're making a lot of gains as far as Do like. Do you still have Confederate flags ever? I kind of like legitimately took all my Confederate flag shit that wasn't like maybe I got a few things that I kept, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of it I just took and threw away. Like finally, I gave like a few belt buckles away to like some redneck kids. I was like, I'm done with this shit, but um. You know, it was just kind of like I was talking about earlier, like coming to that realization of just how shitty the Confederate, you know, states of America would have been and how it wasn't really like it's all just the fucking state, you know, and just people can worship it the way down here. Like people really did. They will get into like that Southern nationalism where it's not really American nationalism, but it's still fucking nationalism. And. I don't know. It's it's a little bit grosser looking at it with modern eyes, if you know what I mean. So we're in a we're in a weird time too. So like up in it's kind of been a thing. I guess my whole life that in the Midwest I've seen Confederate flags, right? I mean, you've probably seen. Man, if you're flying a Confederate flag above the Mason Dixon line, you are legit racist. (laughs) (laughs) The Confederate flag up in the Midwest. So what? The last time I saw it was right before everyone got pissed off at Confederate flags. Dude. Was it like, I forget what year it was, but some, the fire volunteer firefighters or one of the firemen um, went through the parade and had a Confederate flag. And he like got, sus- well, yeah, he got suspended, even though he is a volunteer. They're like, uh, we're just going <laughs> to. We will no longer be taking your services, sir. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the house what? is on fire. We don't have anyone to, to Wait, save it. The house is on fire. There's black kids inside. Will you save them? He's like, yeah, totally save them. But you suspended me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't anymore. Like, the last time you seen the flag, <laughs> the Confederate flag, that was the last time you seen it? As in, like, y'all don't see it on a regular basis. Every once in a while, you'll, like, see it in someone's window or, like, mm-hmm. pretty rarely. But, you know, like. I see T-shirts. It used to be, sometimes. like, more, like, you know, rebellious. You know, like, I got the I can drive. I can leave it, my farm and drive in like a, any direction and 
within 30 minutes. Let's see, a Confederate flag. Well, <laughs> I mean, I name it, north, Knocking, south, east, west. Knocking <laughs> Wars in a little town about 20 minutes from here. There's a guy who had uh, Confederate flags up. And it's kind of a weird thing here, too. So it's like, it's like you were saying, it's almost a symbol of, like Sam was saying, it's almost a symbol, symbol of rebellion here. It's not really about Southern pride. It's not it really about racism. It's more like, fuck you. I want to piss you off. You can't tell me what to do. Like, if you were to ask someone, like, why are you waving that flag? They wouldn't have a good reason. It's just like, because fuck you. That's why. You know what you they know need, what I mean? though, right, guys? Jesus. Mm -mm. Y'all don't know what they need? What did you say? A black flag. A black flag. Oh. That's the end of the episode, guys. Right there. Yeah, right there. Boom. Punctuation point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I thought Sam was just going to end the broadcast right there. I mean, I am. <laughs>